India charts the truth about the markets. Hi everyone recording for the 9th of February 2019 isn't it about time for the nifty to start doing something much more meaningful than it has been doing for the last 3 months. I think it's about time we've got the initial signs uh, of a market move uh, we are also into uh, seasonality that typically uh, changes the situation we're also past uh, what is the budget cycle historically the budget cycle was people betting on what is likely to be put out uh, in the union budget year after year uh, as the indian economy was really expanding and we moved into the reform stage expectations grew that every budget would announce new measures new reforms or new changes in policy uh, through that single uh, statement and therefore everyone looked forward to it so markets often rallied into union budgets all through the 90s you'll find many many peaks occurring right on union budget day not uh, always the all time highs but even counter trend rallies x waves b waves fifth wave so many of them that occurred that way you can go back and look at uh, you know 1993 uh, in the month of february exactly there before it sold sensex sold off to 1980 to make its final bottom in the month of may you can go forward and look at similar events in 1994 uh, right on that day or the following day uh, a correction started after what was a very very strong rally in the broad market and the sensex itself and it took couple of months before uh, you know you had a steep correction and then you had a broad based uh, run up in mid caps again to uh, hit the final all time high of september 1994 and so that cycle continued into 2000 uh, the uh, feb 2000 high y2k peak was right around the budget weeks before or after that you had it again in 2001 Uh, and i can go on and go on except that after 2002 we started seeing what was the jan cycle and it was often equated with the uh, entry of uh, foreign investors in a much bigger way than ever before uh, and may have to do uh, with that cycle uh, and as we entered the bull market starting 2003 uh, we started witnessing increasingly the jan cycle for many many years but in the last couple of years we've seen the budget cycle show up again the 2016 bottom occurred on a panic uh, budget day a volatile session uh, one year ago we once again saw the same uh, and it doesn't have to be exactly on the day like i said uh, it can be uh, pushed back and forth a bit for example one of the similarities as i'll discuss uh, further ahead uh, it between the nifty and what happened in 2000 and one uh, is also that uh, you had a peak uh, around the 15th of feb uh, was the final high uh, and the market did start a mild uh, decline only to spike up doing an almost 78% retracement right after the budget because well there was nothing negative in the budget so budget day reactions have been varied from uh, you know uh, expectations being sold off simply because they were met or maybe they were not met or simply that uh, you know the markets didn't expect anything um, uh, or rather the markets were worried whether there would be something and there was actually nothing in it and so because there was nothing bad it was probably good so there have been different types of reactions and uh, well we are past that seasonality uh, and we've actually held up a bit beyond uh, the uh, budget day into what was the rbi meet because expectations uh, continued to build up that something from the government side being these last policy announcements pre election uh, would come up the budget itself made a couple of announcements without going to overboard on the 
public expense side but the main takeaway uh, like i've already said uh, midweek is that it leaves growth uh, to work itself out and the new spending uh, that will probably come uh, you know in the next year uh, may to a bit extent crowd out uh, private investment so you really have to make new way to uh, come up with how you're going to you know finance that additional expenditure for growth because the indian economy uh, which is uh, hitting a wall in terms of its uh, credit to growth uh, ratios can only expand if the government really steps in uh, so i've already discussed that uh, but as we headed into the rbi meet uh, expectations were pretty varied this time uh, while on the one side there were some people who thought that you know there would be no rate cut Uh, but i think there was enough data points to think of 25 basis points as i mentioned in midweek that even if you do that uh, while it might not have a major uh, impact beyond the day uh, it might uh, provide some soothing effect and it, there was room to do it simply because uh, real growth uh, had been flattening uh, over the last couple of uh, months so uh, we've seen that slow down in you know auto sales we've seen it in uh, capex we've seen it in couple of other things we are not really seeing earnings growth uh the most static the number which has been running all over the media has been the most recent announcements around uh, the unemployment data uh, and so that's really pushed the debate uh, to the top end uh, in terms of how indian data is really being calculated reported or being made public that uh, it should make a real uh, you know difference are we really doing it rightly or are we really reading into rightly because we've made so many changes in how we do data we keep changing the base years and so on uh it's a completely different issue to uh, you know get into uh but uh you had that slowdown you had a situation where inflation data was mixed so the other debate was should you look at core or should you look at uh, uh you know food and fuel inflation and food and fuel inflation while being more volatile is an important part of the indian uh, calculations which is why you can't go too fast on the rate curve Uh, otherwise probably they would have given the conditions that had already developed so we got it 25 basis points it provides some room uh, for borrowers to cool off but then what did you get you got sbi this week doing a four bips move on the housing rates that's uh, extremely limited you would expect uh, much more but then expectations are that any announcements will probably only come in the new year after april that said uh, the big moves i think in this uh, meet were more towards allowing uh, you know companies to start accessing foreign capital now you would have thought they would have done something related to nbfcs as well but you know uh, if you seen the data uh, rbi has supported the nbfc side with uh, you know uh, asking the private banks to provide liquidity and lot of the loan growth from uh, you know the credit growth that has happened in the last quarter has essentially been towards nbfc so uh that's what the financing has all been uh, about uh so that's really not uh, the that was not really the big issue out of this uh, meet the entire focus shifted towards the uh borrowings that need to be done by the uh, private sector by the corporates uh whether they are the ones in debt or those uh, that need additional financing hard to pinpoint but i would say it's uh, it's a lot of the ones that are already in debt and they are not able to service it at current rates Uh, they need to keep coming back for borrowings increasingly you are seeing ncd issues which were at 9 then 9 and a half now this week i saw an india bulls housing finance issue probably at 11% if i'm not wrong and so you have this rising yield environment uh, and i spoke about credit spreads which is the difference between the government bond yields and the uh, you know private sector borrowing uh, rates that has been expanding as 
people start perceiving risk in the private sector because of all the debt related issues that are slowly cropping up and the downgrades that are being done by the credit rating agencies so the rbi went out and said fine if you really need to borrow money uh, you can go outside of india you can raise additional ecb capital and as far as uh, the corporate bond market is concerned uh, where there was a limit uh, of up to 25% of you know uh, exposure that uh, foreign investors could have have to the entire uh, uh, corporate debt market they simply did away with that which means uh, they can invest as much as they want into that market so that's the level of opening so while they do put a cap on how much gsex uh, you know foreigners can buy and they keep raising that limit they've gone ahead and completely done away with the corporate side so that's a sign uh, of how desperate we are to attract capital but uh, is that going to be the solution is it going to be easy i mean it's similar to what we do uh, with you know our public sector banks and uh, that crisis while on the one hand we've provided for some capital for them to get every year 20000 crores uh, per year was announced uh, more than a year back the rest of it they have to go and raise from the capital now if you have to uh, go and raise it from the capital market what's it going to do if you are going to be the one who's going to do the bid and ask spread you're going to know that the person uh, asking for money uh, is in demand uh, and he's demanding money you're going to simply raise the price so whether if it's a stock price you're going to lower the stock price you're going to say fine why should i buy your stock at 50 bucks i'll buy it at 20 so that it's cheaper for me to give you capital and similarly in the bond market if there's a serious demand for capital the price of capital simply goes up and so uh, uh, foreigners uh, if they are to invest here they would probably have to price in risk after all you've seen a 10% devaluation of our own currency uh, while that might not matter because you'll pay a cost of hedging which can go up to you know 5 to 6% then what you're looking at is Uh, you know somewhere you start making a comparison with uh, you know yields outside uh, for similarly rated debt you'll add back the hedging cost and then that's what you will price in here and you will end up you know asking for a price which is very similar to the 11% or maybe even higher yield because uh, if you perceive that uh, further downgrades are likely and that these uh, bond issuances are occurring at a level that and the risk of the underlying is relatively high or likely to get higher then you're probably not going to offer money at the same rate so that would continue to put upward pressure and somewhere it might also relate with how global equities and bond yields especially the spreads are moving because us high yield bond spreads have been widening or contracting with the us stock market or with oil prices in december we saw those spreads uh, you know rise to a pretty good high Uh, the yield itself on the high yield was around 6.7.9% uh, in december it's pulled back to 6.8% right now and if i add just a 5-6% hedging cost to that so you're already looking at a 13% kind of yield for that level of credit so uh, that doesn't really bring down the cost but definitely what the rbi is doing is fine if you need money go raise it raise it wherever you want whether if you can't get it in india why not go outside uh, and that probably was the reason why the usd nr even on a significantly weak market day actually strengthened a bit uh, as the market starts pricing in uh, the potential for capital inflows on that front but that's done the rate uh, cutting cycle has started uh, and if you study rate cutting cycles you go back to 2012 when we made our first rate cut during that cycle that's the day the market actually peaked and was down for uh, the next uh, 12 months The reason this happens is that the first rate cutting cycle is really not the one that stimulates anything. Uh, the actual turnaround takes place over a period of time, uh, and uh, it can take many months or quarters uh, for that to happen. That means many more rate cuts go into an actual turnaround in price action. Uh, 
uh, and while all of that is happening it takes a lot of uh, you know loss for people who are really waiting for things to change this is not only true in india it is true also in the us so in india even if we look at the 2015 cycle so in 2015 what we noticed was that uh, even after the first uh, rate cut the market did rally it made its final one more new high uh, into uh, the late uh, jan 2015 and then a double top into uh, march of 2015 so it made one more new high before really peaking and then for the next 12 months again as rates were cut uh, prices markets continued to be uh, much lower so each time you had a Uh, rate high, rate hike announcements many times it actually ends up being the high of the period because uh, markets rally into that expectation and sell off on the news so buy on expectation sell off news uh, often works uh, with uh, these events which is what uh, we've seen both with the budget cycle or with the rbi cycle based on where the cycle is really placed uh, and right now uh, at least for the last 3 days we've seen that once again uh, the uh, if it was not the budget day spike then the one more new high we saw with the RBI policy looks like the high of the day. Uh, we made, uh, uh, you know, what do you call a doji pattern on that day? Uh, not a very uncommon pattern. A doji star uh, often shows either a loss of momentum or sometimes can happen on the way of a move. Uh, but what occurred on the following day was more significant because we ended up with what is known as an evening doji star. This is a far more rare pattern. If you look back into 20-30 years of data, you'll probably not find it more than a few times. Uh, and a couple of those occurrences were in the you know last 10-15 years. There are very few occurrences, or probably none in the 90s data. But of course, once you go below before that, then the data was not smooth because uh, you know you didn't have uh, free open trading the way you do with online. Uh, markets uh, and more of a ring based trading so the data that came out of the exchanges were more more of end of day data uh, and with lot of you know gaps so you can't really go by those uh, uh, very old candle patterns but uh, like i said in the available data very few occurrences and therefore this one would come out as the rarest because it pretty much looks textbook uh, now while you can argue as to candle patterns are very very short term patterns they can actually go right or wrong uh, but it's very very important where they are placed uh, both from a price uh, perspective and from an elective perspective only those which occur at a particular point is what i give importance to uh, and this one has also come on the back of a very good volume uh, data which is that you actually had big selling on friday's volume and while markets were actually going up while you did see some volume spikes i discussed in uh, discussed this on the lot podcast podcast as well that a lot of the volume was actually in the mid and small cap stocks so you you didn't see volume occurring in the large caps uh, so when the market was running up you actually had mid cap indices falling on tuesday and wednesday and so it was more of selling volume in the broad market that was really showing up as a volume spike eventually it did show up in the large caps and then uh, you got selling on friday which has been more of large cap volume selling off uh, what you really then be looking for is follow up of course because every time these patterns occur uh, uh, you don't want to be faced with a failure but uh, i think the patterns has occurred both at an important level and the price volume behavior is indicative of its potential success rather than failure and so if you do see follow up action on monday or tuesday then this high i think at 11118 would become one of the most critical highs so was this week really a breakout so a lot of people uh, you know started posting breakout moment you went above the 11000 mark because you went past those multiple highs that were made from 10 940 to 10 980 985 987 
and just because you close above those lines it starts looking like a breakout uh, but uh, the way that i've drawn the pattern uh, if you have seen my chart it starts from the uh, previous highs and when you extend a trend line that you know takes all the highs into account then it was exactly at 11.115 odd within few points i think of that 118 mark or probably at exactly that because one to two days later uh, if you see it on a chart it actually doesn't look like you even went above that line so uh, it was a complete touch point as far as the nifty is concerned uh, you did get a move above it on the sensex and so at the end of the day whether you take it as a breakout or not it was a for those it was a breakout it was a false breakout and for those who were looking at uh, the line that uh, i put out then uh, there was actually nothing it simply hit the resistance line and sold off uh, on that particular day but while all this has happened uh, you note the complete sentiment change uh, that has come with it because uh, in the month of december when we got to 10940 and between 10940 and 101 uh, 101 100 uh, we are barely talking about 150 160 points uh, higher in a two month time period but sentiment completely having flipped on its head simply because the nifty did not fall even though so many stocks have crashed in the interim uh, the mood went from fear of what would happen because of the election outcome in the month of december to jubilance because you have a new head at both the rbi and the finance ministry uh, potential new announcements uh, the nifty still holding on and a couple of those uh, handful of those stocks that have been keeping the index up still making uh, or attempting new highs completely changed sentiment on the street and that's pretty interesting to uh, you know have watched and so everyone wrote about this breakout which has now Uh, apparently failed and unless we really see it uh, uh, make a comeback i think with this high uh, an evening doji star pattern uh, one of the rarest uh, candle topping patterns is a signal that you know something may have completed at this level especially given the high volumes so the next question i get when i put all this out and i've been continuously posting this small little picture saying you know if this is your first uh, if you're new to the market then this is probably the first crash you're witnessing and for old timers this is nothing like anything you have seen before because most market peaks that we've seen in our time uh, were spikes which means that if you go back to 1992 or you go back to 2000 or you go back even to 2008 stock market peaks were always about one sided rallies in which mid caps outperformed spiked all the way to the highs sometimes even continued to rise a few days after the main indices and Uh, their super outperformance in the last leg is what marked the final top now while we did get mid cap outperformance over the last year the nifty continued to make newer highs even without the mid caps this year and it did that not with a 3 month or a 2 month lead lag effect which would have been bearable but it's been almost 1 year since the relative performance of mid caps peaked this is something i think that uh, we've probably not witnessed and if it ends up being a final top or a major distribution which is what i think it is given the way stocks have sold off then uh, it would be uh, you know one that would uh, be written about uh, as an example for the future but my sense is that given that we are in an economic winter or a super cycle which means we are ending a trend which is 70 to 80 years uh, old or even more if i take it from 1934 to 2018 as the entire cycle and you're ending something of that magnitude is why it probably took uh, this much time doing the rounding distributive process that it has had done in the meantime we've seen individual stocks or sectors peak out at different points of time in the last 5 to 6 years not just the last 1 to 2 years because there's so many stocks which uh, had their best performance only in 2010 11 and after that have really not seen the light of day 
uh, and some of those would be the biggest losers we saw this week uh, and uh, without really taking names you know which they are hitting you know 20 to 30 percent down they all peaked back then and have not really moved higher and the reason was again the same the economic winter cycle simply means that you face debt and credit related problems and every uh, company or institution that uh, ended up in that uh, trouble has uh, you know started to come out uh, with its issues uh, unresolved and facing the music from the market itself so we are in that final uh, you know eye of the storm as far as the credit cycle is concerned uh, we are in the economic winter of the contratized cycle as far as the indian economy is concerned but elliot wave analysis and contratized cycle analysis remain uh, non mainstream simply because they are beha- behavioral studies and because these cycles are so long in nature that uh, you know being ahead uh, by years has less meaning to those who are in power and answerable year after year or those who are you know managing businesses year after year which is why uh, they do not form part of regular studies most of these studies are based on the thought that well government should be able to manage the economy and turn it around, uh, it around which means that they control the economy as far as corporates and businesses are concerned they should be able to strategize and come up with means of being able to do better than rest, rest of the business than pay attention too much to the business cycle that can at times turn down for a year and then bounce back uh but when you are facing a once in a generation cycle then it's likely to be much more painful than that and much more deeper than that what i can't fixate is upon how long it really takes because people start asking me is this going to be a two year process or a three year process well in my mind i was looking at the winter many years ago and i thought uh, 24 months was an outside good time frame we've taken longer than that to resolve it so it really comes down to how fast you take policy action historical bear markets in india have been 24 months long which is why uh, we may easily come up with the idea that uh, it will end in a two year time period but based on what really plays out what action happens hopefully you get a strong government at the helm at the end of uh, the next election that can uh, take care of that uh, but if you end up with a mixed one then uh, or a imperfect coalition then you take much longer period to really resolve these issues uh, but it all depends even then uh, if the markets decide because finally it's the free market that decides how fast you capitulate and turn around so that's something i'll have to measure and map on an ongoing basis without really putting an end time frame to it Uh, but yes 24 months has been the maximum outside time uh, in uh, most recent history and therefore that's what you start out with and then you watch and wait to see uh, all the events really play out so that's all in this update my sense uh, we probably uh, still in crash mode uh, stocks have been falling if the index has not fallen people still ask me uh, where's the crash uh, and if you're looking at the index why bother about stocks uh those are important questions but uh the key thing that we are all thought uh you know as technicians uh, and if you are a market analyst is that you pay attention to market internals you pay attention to psychology you pay attention to sentiment indicators and if all of them diverge from the market they are telling you something about the market just because it has taken time uh to play out does not mean that it's not likely to that's all in this update thank you